0: Dipping my toes further into the controversy waters, and then we will get oh, to yes. some questions. Um, a separate issue.
1: <laughs> this <laughs> is where I'm going to become a
0: little unhinged, you guys. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Behind the Books, a podcast for writers by writers. I'm Larissa, and I'm LJ. This week, we jump into the writer side of Instagram writergram. It is
1: a chaotic place full of community, both teenagers and adults, amateurs and published authors, and where both of us started our journeys.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at larissa.galt.author
1: and lj underscore with two s's. Well, this episode contains profanity. We're gonna be controversial. Woo-hoo. Are, when are we not controversial honestly truly we just we just we just did a controversial episode so here we are doing another controversial yes. episode
0: I feel like it's mostly I feel like I'm the instigator of this and I don't feel bad <laughs> about it at all um, so you know it works out that's all right everybody needs
1: a good instigator once in a while I don't think that's this a true. that's a bad thing plus I mean it's like we said it's fun to it's fun to get opinions and different different opinions from different people honestly who... Who came up with the name Writergram? Because I honestly haven't, like, I don't know if that, that's a question you can answer, but I haven't heard that named right up until, like, recently. Like, like when I started, I didn't remember it being called Writergram. I mean, it was just, it was just Instagram, like, the writing community, quote-unquote. So I think it's cycled yeah. through names. But recently, I've definitely heard Writergram a lot more.
0: Yeah, definitely when I first started, which it was two years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. almost exactly. I didn't know it was called Writergram when I first came on. I was just like, I was just happy to be here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I joined three years ago now yeah because the my anniversary was in February which I think I talked about it on one of these other episodes yeah, but you did. I just wanted I just wanted something to like get connected to other writers you know like I don't have a lot of writer friends that are in real life so like, I have a few like don't get me wrong and I love them dearly but I wanted like I wanted more you know so I was like yeah, hey why not go on to social media where that's very it's, it's the living place of you know communities and stuff like yeah. that some communities
0: yeah me too i um i had a friend from summer camp who i ended up finding out that his fiance at the time um was a self published author and i was like oh my gosh are you serious like i want to do that and so i followed her on instagram i still follow her and paris kaufman who has two books out now we used to go to the same high school and so when she got on Instagram, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is cool. And it basically just went from there. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't remember I re, oh okay, I remember the first person I followed, but I can't remember their username right now. <laughs> uh, so I know it was something with like travelers in it. I think Traver, traveler traveller. I, I don't remember now, but I do know there was a pretty big account like Writing Ideas or something like that. Yeah. Um, I had I had entered like a competition for them like before I had made my Writergram account. And like just did it through my personal account and wrote mm-hmm. a short little story for them. I think I won that competition. It was kind of fun, but um, oh, that's awesome. but uh, that was also when I had like my old usernames and it was not good. Uh, <laughs> that anyway, but uh, it was definitely an exciting start. It was a little intimidating. I'm not gonna lie, because I mean you start out with a new account and there's yeah like a bunch of people who have big followings and, like, post regularly, it's terrifying when you first start. And then yeah, it exactly. just, I mean, it comes with time. The biggest thing that I've, I've, people have talked to me about is, like, you just gotta hang on.
0: Yeah, you just have to be patient.
1: Exactly. Nothing happens fast, especially here. Like, growth does not happen fast. You know, getting consistent posting does not happen fast. Like, it oh. is a learning process through all the way. Like, I've been here for three years and I'm still learning and still changing and still yeah, slowly working on stuff. So it's it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And some things do. And that's really helpful. But it's it's not a guarantee.
0: Yeah. I mean, like some reels or some posts will be like viral or controversial or whatever. But that doesn't mm-hmm. guarantee that you're going to have like a big jump. Um, yeah. I mean. I started out with the username Larissa Creates because when I first started, it wasn't just writing that I was doing. Right. Oh, I forgot about Um, that. I was doing like music and other art and stuff, but I slowly realized that I really just wanted to do writing stuff. But I kept the username until I announced Breaking Free's publication date. Like I think like a week or two before that. It was actually on accident that I changed my username on that day. Like I knew I was going to do it. I remember you telling me, <laughs> but it was on accident, and I and then somebody texted me. I'm pretty sure it was books by Abby, um, Abby Lynn. Anyway, so yeah. Lynn was like, um, "Author and your username, ma'am? What is this?" And I'm like, "Well, there might be some news coming, like in like a few days." And she was like, "What?" And then I announced Breaking Free's publication date um which was super super cool and then honestly like after that it was a lot easier to be consistent and to be whatever because when you're marketing a book you have content to use almost um I never really did tip posts like I never really did those. I did tip posts
1: for a little while back oh I remember it was during like my blue city theme. I had mm-hmm. a bunch of tip posts. I wasn't necessarily great at them, but I enjoyed them. I went through, I went through a few username changes because I also went through a few pen name changes. I think yeah. I talked about my old, like starting at this when we were talking about like what the, I think it was the origin stories. one. Yeah, origin stories. Yeah. Um, but I originally, <laughs> I originally started off with the pen name Lynn, mm-hmm. which is a little difficult when one of my characters name yeah, crossfire's character, name yeah. is lynn so that was yeah. a bad decision i was lynn for quite a while right up right before me and margaret published to fode i think like mm-hmm. i was i was i was lynn for at least a year i think i was like hero lynn and then it was lynn writes and then i decided to make the leap and then just change my pen name completely so now i'm lj Woo! Well, um, there you go
0: but I think it suits you.
1: Thank you. I honestly really enjoy it. I really really like it. I knew I wanted to do something with initials, um, just because it's it's fun, and then yeah, I get to vibe. do whatever. Um, I I definitely bounced around with my own styles of posts for a while. I did posts or I did tip posts. I did way back in the beginning, which they're technically still down there. I um, <laughs> yeah, I had too. a very 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 um. Dedicated Crossfire theme, like my themes were based off of old Crossfire characters, which do not exist anymore. But bear with me, and <laughs> uh, and it was very, it was very just Crossfire focused because that was the one that I was working on. And then as soon as I stopped working on that, um, it's it kind of just turned into whatever I, I don't know. I, it, it turned into a lot of different things. Like over over winter break, I had tried to do a more like informal posting format where I kind of just, like, it was pretty recent. I just talked about whatever and just didn't have any, like, tip posts or even, like, funny things. But I got not bored, but I missed doing the fun stuff. So now I'm back to my current theme, which is actually the the deck I've been handed theme. Yeah. So it's very fun. Yeah. But
0: which, like, alternates. It takes time. You know, yeah. with Tumblr posts and memes and things like that, which I think is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like the kind of alternating because, like, the themes like that. I used to do that. Um, and in case anybody's unfamiliar, themes on Rhydogram are, like, a big thing. And people, yeah. everybody wants to be aesthetic with their grids and stuff. And Which, I mean, I'm victim of the same thing I do it now. I think it's just nice to have an overall vibe to your account. Yeah. Um. So people know what to expect. But honestly, don't put too much stock into it. Because somebody could have, like, the prettiest theme ever. And the quality of their posts is like way low. So you do what you want to do, but you have to make sure that what you're posting is, you know, valuable in some way. Like your own, you're bringing something else to the table, which brings us into our next thing.
1: I think just the big thing, like, yeah, I also, I love themes. Uh, I enjoy making themes, but for a while I didn't do themes. And just the big thing that it comes with, with writergram in general, with themes, with which with the stuff that you want to post is that it is up to you. You post what you want to post. Like this yeah. is your account. You get to create it. You get to post what you want. You get to do what you'd like with it. And nobody can tell you what to do with it. Obviously, don't be jerks. Don't be rude to people. Like don't go posting hateful things. But because that's just not, that's basic human decency. But it's like, if somebody comes into your account, it's like, like why do you why do you post memes all the time? it's because maybe i enjoy posting memes like it's you get to do what you want to do with your account and that's the best that's the best thing about it because you you decide ultimately what you want your account to look like because it's yours that's it that's like period end of story
0: yeah i like that each account gets to do something different like especially Mm -hmm. with the topics that they cover not just themes and stuff but like with topics you have some accounts that are exclusively tip posts some accounts that are like exclusively memes some Mm -hmm. that almost do all reels some just talk about their whips and some posts are like zero politics some posts accounts rather not posts some accounts talk about controversial things like on a regular basis and how it relates to writing which i think has a time and a place um But what I like about each account doing something different is that I don't have to follow everybody else's norms. Like, I have super strong opinions about certain current issues, but, like, I don't talk about them on my account Mm -hmm. because that's not what I want my account to be. I want it to be an escape from the real world who everybody follows me. Does it mean I unfollow people who mention politics? No. <laughs> I actually really like seeing it on my page because that's really funny. And it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to go through comment sections and giggle to myself. Yeah. <laughs> and like the comments that follow my own opinions, and it's kind of funny. The thing that I don't like is when people pull that, like, middle school argument of, like, well, if you don't talk about it, then you're, like, choosing the wrong side. Or, like, complacency, like, equals blah, blah, blah. Like, that, that irks me, and yeah. that's dipping the toes in the controversy waters for today. Like, I'm obviously going to advocate for justice in real life, but you don't get to tell me what I do on my account. Like, I'm not about to tell anybody else what they can do. Exactly. So you just leave me be, and I'll leave you be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Social, uh, which not all the times, but it very much, very much things. Social media is a front a lot of the times. Just because what you what you say, and like, what obviously, like a simple example, I go by a pen name. My name is not LJ like i uh, that's i i'm lj on this account only and with my writing endeavors obviously but i have my own personal opinions outside of my account as lj cuz i I'm not LJ when it comes to other things. Like
0: you are a full person.
1: Exactly. I'm my own individual person and I'm LJ when it comes to writing. So my writing account pretty much exclusively focuses on writing. I don't, I rarely think I branch outside of it. And it's not because A, I don't want to, or I don't have an opinion or I'm ignorant or anything. It's just because that's not the purpose of LJ's account. That's what my personal account is for. Like, and that's what my personal opinions are for. Mm -hmm. But my personal opinions, while yes, down to the core, LJ and I are the same person. So that's not like LJ has different morals or anything.
0: Right. Like it's just a name and an account.
1: Exactly, because it's, yeah, it's just a pen name. I'm still me, whether I go by my real name or LJ, it's just the fact that LJ's account is dedicated to writing and that's just that's just how it is. So I also like the fact that everybody can do everything differently because you get to pick and choose what you want to do. It, like, if you, if you see somebody who you like their stuff, you can follow them. If you see somebody and you don't like their stuff, you don't have to follow them. You can just, you can unfollow them. You can block them if you really don't want to see it. And I heavily, I heavily encourage that. If there's somebody that's, you know, bothering you, you don't like block I heavily encourage the block button. There is nothing, especially, especially, especially. Me and Larissa are both adults. So we are over 18. So, and we've, we've been around for a while, but both of us started this when we were not adults. Um, Yeah. And, social media can be a dangerous place, especially when you're young.
0: There are lots of predators out there.
1: Exactly, you have to be really cautious of people you interact with, which with is, which is a hard line to balance when we're talking about, you know, a community of writers. While while most people that I've interacted with have been very great, especially if you are young, I know a lot of like, uh, not as many preteens, but teenagers that yeah. are on social media, or on WriterGram and you have to be incredibly cautious with sometimes. Like, there's been a couple people that have been very creepy and very not good. And so do not ever feel bad about blocking somebody because if they're making you uncomfortable in the slightest, block their ass. I don't care. Yeah,
0: I I highly encourage that.
1: As much as as this is a place to, like, share and, you know, meet other people, you need to think of your own safety, first of all, because it can be very dangerous and... We don't want anybody to, you know, get hurt or get targeted or something like that. Like, that's not what this is for. This is supposed to be, you know, Ritogram supposed to be sharing about your writing.
0: Yeah, exactly. I have the same opinions. Um, I think, like, with the rise of social media in the past, like, 20 years, I mean, not even 20 years, like, 15, like, and especially with TikTok as big as it is now... And Instagram, too, but especially TikTok. Like, I feel like teens today, myself included, have not been educated on internet safety as much as we probably should have been. Um, yeah. Like, while there were no creepos that were trying to take advantage of me in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not just talking about, like, emotionally or physically. Like, some <clears> people, <throat> like, ha- like, will literally come and stalk you to find you. And it's yeah. scary. And so... You have to be really careful. Up until very recently I didn't share any clues about my location. The only thing probably that clue people in is that I have snow where I live. I live in northeastern mm-hmm. United States. Like and that's a huge yeah. area, which includes like Maine and Vermont and New Hampshire and Massachusetts and New York and Connecticut, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania. Like that's a lot of states. Um yeah. you guys have no idea where I am. Like and it snows in Pennsylvania too, so like I could be there. You have to be careful just to protect yourself, also, like, to protect others. Yeah. Like, now that we're both over 18, we're still on Ritogram, we still interact with people, we have to be careful if we think a minor is interacting with us on our account and they are not being smart about something, like, Mm. we are equally as responsible as they are to cut something off if it becomes unsafe or inappropriate in any way. Because just as much as an adult can take advantage of a minor a minor can take advantage of an adult and usually in that context an adult is at fault even if that's not the case in what actually happened so um I mean an example of this it's not a bad example I have a follower and you know acquaintance kind of sort of we're not like super friends um they're a big fan of my books we've interacted on live streams and stuff Very, very rarely in DMs, but I get comments from them all the time, and I know that they're under 18, and they've told me, like, on lives and stuff, like, I'm super excited to join Writergram once I'm old enough. Their account is private, they interact and stuff, but they're not, like, super close to people on Instagram because they realize that it's not really that safe for them yet. And mm-hmm. I like applaud every single time I have one of their interaction an interaction with them because they know that they're being safe. And I think it's more of like a parent guideline than anything else and props to the parents. But like, that's amazing. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's something that just everybody has to be conscious of, really, especially when everything is so community based. It's exactly. se- a lot of things seem innocent when you really have to take off the rose lenses.
1: I would highly recommend in general, if you have a Writergram account and you haven't, you know, previously thought about it, or, you know, if you want one, look, look to your parents, look to a trusted adult or go look up internet safety and like look through it. Like I was fortunate enough to have like internet safety talks with, with like with my parents before. And I, I, it, it took me until I was almost 18 to- get one of like a writergram account which was my first public account like ever
0: um mm-hmm. yeah mine too
1: and even in then there's just the there's just the it's you should you should know the basics of like you know it, it giving out your giving out a lot of personal information like some people go by their real names and that's fine like larissa obviously you got go by your name um but you know that's that's it's a little different when you like are publishing books and are, are intentionally doing that but like not giving out personal information like you know where you live stuff like that stuff we've already talked about the basics of you, you need to find somewhere to look up internet safety just so you can protect yourself because there are creepos out there there are a lot of really good people
0: and there's a lot of really fun yeah, there people. Are.
1: But there are also creepos, and you you don't you don't want you don't want to interact with
0: creepos. They're not fun. No, no, you really don't. Um, there's like there's several really really amazing authors that I follow now, and they're at least in their 30s or their 40s, but mm-hmm. I would like ghost follow them if you will like just like check up on their account every once in a while until i turned 18 and then i followed them because Mm -hmm. they were they're 20 years older than i am and i just didn't think it was very appropriate and not that they're creepos but i just wanted to protect myself in case one of their accounts got hacked because that happens yeah also something that i've seen a lot of people do is just put minor in their bios yeah don't specify your age like 15 16 whatever but just say minor Because that can do a lot with people who want to follow you, or other people who are also minors know that they can follow you, like, Mm -hmm. so that you're not a creepo. Like, not saying that minors can't be creepos, but as a general rule of thumb, (laughs) like, you know. um, Which, I mean, I would totally recommend doing if anybody's concerned about internet safety and, like, you're concerned that people might know information about you, like... Just mm-hmm. do that really
1: quick. And this is this is not a d- a discouragement. Like you know, if you're under eighteen, no, you can't not. you can't do this. It's absolutely not. But just make sure you know what you're getting into beforehand. Look up internet safety. Make sure that you know you're like Mike. My, my accounts are not linked to my personal accounts. No. Nope. Like it's it's I have I I try to keep my real name as much as out of LJ's like account as possible. Like I think yeah. Ugh a handful of people know like my first name like my first name only but most people I yeah, think Larissa exactly. you're probably the only person I who knows where I'm located uh no maybe yeah. like two people
0: I mean Margaret does probably very
1: few people know where I'm yeah we we, we have a podcast together we gotta know a little bit about yeah, exactly. that but uh, <laughs> but like just this is not a discouragement at all just understand what you're getting into and understand the precautions and things that you can protect yourself with because it's it is very good and and, in writergram and instagram and social media can be very good at times but the world is Kind of a creepy place sometimes. So you yeah. have to make sure that you yourself are protected as well. So you can enjoy things and have fun. And Vitogram is a exactly. fantastic place. I love it. It has its ups and downs sometimes. Like, you know, you get those like haters that come around every once in
0: a while. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but Vitogram is a fantastic place. And I it really would is. not change it for the world. But you have to have to protect yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, going back to the community aspect, like What's really, really amazing is that you can learn from so many people. Oh, yes. Like, the more people you follow, and I'm not saying, like, go out and follow, like, thousands of people. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, the more people that you follow and the more quality accounts you follow, you can learn so many things. And not just about writing. Like, you can learn things about publishing. You can learn things about industry standards and about genres, um, which if you want to publish in the future, you need to know um, you can follow like Instagram, like coaches and stuff, and I'll talk about that a little later when we get to questions that you guys had for us, so that you know how to best structure your content or things like that, so that it's getting a good reach. Marketing obviously is important, especially when you become an author. But yeah, just like learning from people, I don't think I would have published with as near a high quality as I did if mm-hmm. I had jumped right into it. I yeah. probably wouldn't have um, hired an actual editor. I probably would have edited it myself, and it would not have mm-hmm. been as good. And because I took so long with Breaking Free, my style really, really developed. And I can tell yeah. everybody with 100% certainty, i had like four people tell me this already, that the way he broke me is, like the style is just so, so much more advanced. Because I've had time, I've had practice. I love it so much. like it's not just more mature for the characters and for the audience but the style is just it's just there it's just different it feels like it's more me when I Mm -hmm. write other things I can feel my style I'm getting my style together honestly I wish I would have waited another year or two to publish Breaking Free so that I could have rewritten it maybe like once or twice more to really Mm -hmm. develop my style do I regret it no like not at all but I'm really glad that I had a team, literally a team, around me to help publish. I had, like, four or five alpha readers um, who are all tremendous people. And they write in a variety of genres. Lonnie's one of them. They read in a variety of genres. Like, Lonnie and I's media consumption is, like, very, very similar with, like, movies and TV shows and stuff with the same taste. Mm -hmm. And I write very much like that with, like, action movie-esque things. If you like Marvel or DC, you'll like my books. Like that kind of a thing. So that was good. But I also had people who exclusively read fantasy or exclusively read slow burn romance. And I said, you're a really good writer and you're a really good reader. And I know you're not part of the target audience, but I want you to read because I want, if you're willing, I want to get the other side of the fence. I want to hear what you have to say. And I had really, really good feedback from those people, like incredible feedback. I had an editor that I paid, um, Ariana. We just had her on our previous episode as a guest, and she helped me format. I also mentioned in the last episode that McKenna helped me do the ebook, McKenna Rowell, um, MC Pending, who we've name dropped in almost every episode now. There we go. We got our name drop for this for today. There we go. That's
1: episode number six. We're good for today.
0: <laughs> we really are. We're going to mention her later because she has some funny questions. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, MC in the the journey of developing the plot of the Ivankov series, and I've talked about this on our outlining episode, and I think on our origin story episode as well, that I changed a lot of the timeline a lot, and I went through a lot of different character um, deaths, and, you know, who does what and who goes where, and just all these kinds of things. And MC basically talked me out of killing this one character, and I will never, ever go back, like... Yeah. I will be thanking her until the day I die, and everybody else will too, <laughs> once you know who it is, and once you know when they We love died. MC! Um, You'll figure it out at, like, the climax of book three, I promise. Um, You gotcha. might have to wait a little while, but you guys will find out, and
1: it's it okay, the best decision okay. I
0: ever made. But, yeah. I mean, if I never got to know her, then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have ever done that, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you make yeah. really good friends. Oh like, yeah. I mean, you, for example, Yeah. like, oh, and thanks. you make, you make just like, you get advice from people, you get people who know what they're doing, who have been mm-hmm. there longer than you. Um, right. just like if you wanted to go to college, you might ask somebody who's gone to college. It's not rocket exactly. science. Like I have a friend on here that I go to a lot when I'm having problems with Ingram Spark, which is the site that I publish through. And Mm -hmm. she knows what to do because she's done it three times. Like, it's amazing. I don't know where you came from to listen to this episode. If you came from Instagram and you follow us both or one of us or whatever, then you probably already know this. But if you've come from somewhere else, I highly encourage you to start and to just immerse yourself with so many people who know what they're doing. You don't have to get – you don't have to cast a super wide net. Also, like, quality over quantity with the people that you Mm -hmm. talk to who give you advice. 100% anybody will tell you that um but yeah just like immerse yourself in it and you'll be so surprised on how far you can go
1: that's that's why we, we, we gave the preface beforehand with the internet safety because you do have to know when to like when to follow someone, when to not follow someone, you know, who's creepy and who's not creepy. But once you get past all of that stuff, I feel exactly the same way. I have met an incredible cr- group of people up here. The only the only reason that I published my first book is that because I met uh, another author. We were both interested in poetry, me and Margaret and we decided to write a book together. Like the only reason I have one book out already is because I was on writergram and I met the right person at the right time. And we talked and, and like, this is not like, this was not like, you know, we talked one day and then like the next day we were, yeah, we just, just decided suddenly. to do something. Like this is where it comes back to the time. Like we talked, ooh, I can't tell you how long we talked, but me and Margaret talked for a very long time. I don't know if it was as long as a year, but it could have been. And it was, and so that's where you get to, you learn about each other along the way in a, in a safe way, obviously, but like it ended up leading to me and Margaret publishing a book together. And we had some incredible beta readers who I never thought I would get into poetry and our beta readers, I would, I would name except for the fact that I can't remember every single one of them. So I'm not going to leave anybody out. So. I'm not gonna say it, but we had some incredible beta readers that are still around that I still follow and I still love seeing their stuff. We had some amazing people who helped, you know, just create Tafode in general. And then I met my lovely co-host and we've been talking for a long time. And now we have a podcast together. And it's just you the experience and all of the different people you meet is so incredible. I would never thought I would never have thought that I have international friends. But I have international friends. There are quite literally people all around the globe that I know. And I get to say that I know. Like, it's... And not even just like, a oh, hey, like, I know this follower and they're in blah, 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 blah. But it's like, I have friends that I talk to. Uh, don't even get me started about time zones. It's absolutely ridiculous. But um, We're already bad so, at math. You know, right? And so it is. it has been such a gift to be able to have all of these different experiences. And, yeah, I actually need to talk with somebody about Ingram because I'm thinking about using Ingram for the deck I've been handed. So I need to figure out what I want to do with that. And it's just, it's been so cool. Discovered. Thank you, thank you, gotcha. And it's just been so cool to be able to get all of the different experiences because you get to hear about life from other people and how they're doing their journeys and how that affects, you know, their their writing career. You yeah. get to take that and like absorb it and you see like, oh, okay. So, and and maybe somebody's in the similar issue as you. And it's like, you're not alone in this. Like everybody goes through struggles. Like the writing is not easy. (laughs) And the (laughs) whole process is not easy. So it's, it's nice when you get to be like, Hey, I know I'm not the only person going through this. Like it's, it's just, it's been absolutely incredible. That's why you got to make sure you're safe first, but then you get to meet some absolutely awesome people on here. It's so fun. I agree. So I think just one of the other things that, I mean, there's, there's not like, there's obviously not written rules anywhere, but there are a few things to like consider when you're on Ridergram joining an account, just interacting in general, which are pretty, like, it's, it's not like a... Thou shall post on every Sunday of the third month of yada, yada, yada. It's, like, it's, it's, again, it's basic human decency, basic respect kind of things. That's just a little more geared towards social media and writergram in general. Things like, you know, um, F for F, which is, like, follow for follow. Like, you know, if somebody is, like, hey, I'll follow if you follow me type of deal. Or same things for likes, like, like for like. I'll like this if you like my yada, yada, yada. Which um, yeah. is, I mean, is a... Oof, a quote-unquote bold engagement move but it's just it's just not it's just it's
0: i think it's a cheap out
1: there's there's not like i said this is not written down rules this is just general consensus of most people you'll find on writergram yeah etiquette that's a great word i like i like etiquette better than rules but (laughs) stuff like that big ones big ones are um like reposting somebody's content or just straight up stealing content like do, uh, you are you are more than welcome to if you find account that has like this really super pretty theme you're like oh my gosh that's so cool you are more than welcome to take inspiration from it but do not copy it do yeah, not please don't. you know just like take the same exact formatting and all that just like just when I was you know creating my own themes I took inspiration from lots of different occult yeah, accounts me too. and I'd take them at different times like I'd take like inspiration of this one and this one and mush it yep. together and yada yep, yada yep. yada so inspiration and credit is your best friend so don't oh gosh, don't yeah. steal something blatantly and then credit them because that's like that's a like half bad that's a cop but out it's still not great yeah but crediting is always your best friend or yes please do if if you're if you're worried about it being like hey i really you know i like this thing or whatever talk to them most people are pretty friendly so oh, it's,
0: yeah yeah it's real easy to. especially if you come in. with like a targeted question like, yes. hey, I really like your theme, you know, do you mind asking, do you mind telling me, like, where you make your posts on? I've had a lot of people ask me that, and I'm like, just Canva. Um, yeah. Although, <laughs> when I started, I did it on Pixar, <clears throat> which was a throwback. Um, oh, yeah. But I if, love But when I here. first started, we really do, when I first started, I didn't, I hadn't developed my own style yet of doing my own theme. Mm-hmm. So, I took inspiration from a lot of different people, and then I grew. Like, I learned how to do my own themes. I learned what I like, what I didn't like. I learned different mm-hmm. things and different aesthetics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be super rigid with what you do. Like, if you find you're not liking oh, yeah. a theme, change it. Like... Yeah. Nobody says you is... have to stick with it. Exactly. Um. One thing that I will say, like, make your fonts legible. Like, please. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 please. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen, like, a new account start off with, like, these... And not even new ones, like everybody does this and it always drives me nuts it's like the really cursive fonts like the really pretty ones but like you can't read them for the life of you but like they're really Mm -hmm. complicated ones like they're really blocky letters it's not just like disabled people or dyslexic people um some people have screen readers and so their phones you know their devices will read to them what is on the screen yeah and if it's unlegible or if it's in a weird font that's pasted into, like, an Instagram caption, which I also hate, it doesn't – it does not – it is not the T. It is just not. Yeah. It does not work well. Um, It's inaccessible. It, that,
1: that comes into – yeah, basic accessibility. If you exactly. want people to see your posts, you need to be able to
0: make sure yeah. that people can
1: see your posts. Yeah,
0: and, like, you want it to be pretty. I get that. I've, I've been – I had that opinion for the longest time, I wanted it to be super pretty, but it's literally as easy as adding like alternative text, which is alt text, that's yeah. what people call it, either on the side of your post itself, but there is a feature on Instagram where you can add alt text for every single slide if you wish to do that. I mm-hmm. get that's a lot more work, but the easiest way is to just make it in a font that's legible in the first place. Yeah, you know, yeah, like serif fonts or sans serif fonts. I can't remember which one of the more accessible fonts for dyslexic people. I really, I really can't remember. But a simple Google search will tell you. Like, just Google um and fonts, you know, accessible fonts. Um, and that would be super easy. And depending on yeah. where you're making your posts, you might have an easier time with that than something else. But like, serif and sans serif fonts are like super popular everywhere. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. that you'd have an issue. Um yeah. but yeah, and like forget about being accessible to people. Like I don't have dyslexia, and even I can't read some of those stuff. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. It's just like my eyes hurt.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> Accessibility is also for everyone. Like like yeah. things like um like I post reels pretty frequently and I'm not I'm not perfect at it. Like I still have some typos in there, but I try to make sure that every single one of my reels and TikToks, because I also post there, are captioned. Because yeah, too. it not it's it's helpful for people who, you know, are deaf, hard of hearing, who have auditory processing disorders, and screen readers. who just don't want to listen to headphones. Like sometimes I'm yeah, exactly. not scrolling through Instagram or TikTok and I'm in a public place and I just I can't wear my headphones. So if there's captions at the bottom, I still get to like understand what's going on and not have right, to exactly. listen to it. So it's literally making it accessible for everyone. And yeah. it's it's just it's just easy or like it takes a half a minute more of work. Like, sure, if I was making my reels and I added the captions, does it take me an extra half a minute minute to add the captions in? Yeah. But at the end of the day, that minute is going to be nothing compared to the fact that that exactly. those are
0: accessible. Once you post it, it's out there forever and you can't add captions afterwards. So just do it. Before. Exactly.
1: So it's, you know, and it's not perfect, and, like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you have to try. You have to try. Like, I still, I actually realized one of the last reels had a typo in it, and I was like, (laughs) this is not great.
0: But, like, you know. A lot of people can figure out typos, too, so.
1: So it's just just making sure that your content is accessible for everybody. And, again, basic decency. Like, you know, if you want people to enjoy your stuff, you have to make sure that people can understand your stuff.
0: Yep. And, like, making things, making sure things are clear. Like, if you like using filters, sure. But make sure that people can still view you clearly in Reels or anything like that. Or, like, low-quality Pinterest images, like, sure. Who cares? (laughs) Like, do what you want to do. Sometimes if, like, a post, if, like, a picture that I find on Pinterest is, like, really awesome, I'll, like, Google this image, search it, uh, Mm -hmm. see if I can find a better quality. Or if I know the show that it's from, or if it's, like, super recognizable, I'll Google it, find something else but even if you don't want to take that extra step just like edit the picture really quickly just about any phone or platform or editing thing could do this just blur the picture a little bit and you won't be able to tell that it's low resolution because it's purposely blurred like i cannot tell you how many <laughs> times i've done that like it's amazing and um oh actually that's nice hmm. yeah like fun you know free little tip and trick there like but you want to make sure that everybody can can read your stuff and can access it and i mean yeah sometimes i'm just scrolling through reels i don't have tiktok but sometimes I'm just scrolling through reels and I don't want to listen to it with sound on. Doesn't matter if I have my headphones or not, and I just don't want to listen to it with my sound on. Yeah. Or if we're watching a movie with my family, like, and it would be rude to turn on my audio, but I don't want to watch the movie anymore, like I'll just scroll through quietly and that's completely fine. Yeah. Um, so captions yeah. make everybody's lives easier, I guarantee you.
1: And I think changing topics a little bit, but I think I said this earlier. One of the biggest things that comes with having retograms, having accounts in general, um, one of the questions that I get asked a-, a lot, a lot, is like people wanting to grow their accounts, wanting to get bigger, wanting to do stuff. And and it just takes time. I literally cannot yeah. give you any other answer. It takes time. It takes, it, it takes effort. And even so... I've I've had a lot of people come to me, or just in general, I see people a lot of times who have beautiful accounts. They have beautiful themes, posts, uh, like they have quality content out, and they're just not growing. And I like I see it, and people, and it's frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. It's I've been there. I've been around. Everybody, everybody everybody has been there. There is not one single account on there that it's like immediately hit you know fifty thousand followers. And has yeah. never once, like, been stuck. You will hit periods of, like, you, you will be stagnant for a while. There will be no growth. There will be a decrease. Like, it happens. And it and all I can say is that it takes time to get out of those things. I'm very fortunate right now to be able to have about 11,000 followers. I'm closer to 12,000, but actually for the last few months I've been decreasing. I've, I've, I hit 12,000 and now I'm down to about eleven. Eleven thousand and seven hundred ish. So, which is in the in the long scheme, which I think is the biggest thing that some people need to realize is that, ah, uh, yeah, I may be decreasing my growth. I'm not growing. I what's the thing? Uh, I'm not getting a lot of engagement with my stuff, but I still have eleven thousand followers. Yeah, there are still eleven like, thousand people who follow me, and back then. And, and I get, I get people asking like, you know, how'd you do it? What happened? There was one reel that took off. <laughs> I, I had been here, I had been on Instagram for about two years and I had been under a thousand followers the entire time. I would like, you know, go up to 500 and drop back down. And then I would, I think I was stuck at a hundred followers for probably six months. Like it was a long yep. time. Yep. And then I had one reel that went viral, um, and and then people started it was actually i don't remember when it was but it was um was it was it was like march of april or last of last year or something like and it was a pure stroke of yeah. luck and i can't tell you what i did i just happened to have a reel that people enjoyed and that people engaged with and then since then now i'm at 11,000 followers and it's it can be incredibly de- like demotivating to not get engagement like you know to lose followers but at the end of the day, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, no, it is, it's really not. It's not all about the numbers. If you are putting out content that you like, that are you that you are enjoying, that's all that should matter. Yes, it looks good to have a bunch of followers and to yeah. see that like count go up. But you cannot focus on the numbers because you will become incredibly demotivated if you
0: yeah. just
1: think purely about the numbers.
0: Yeah, and that's not just – that's not exclusive to writergram. That's not even exclusive to social media. That goes for everything. But just about any social media coach or someone who literally does this for a living, who studies social media algorithms, like people's attention spans on social media are short. And even though you might have a really, really good post or a really, really good reel, if it doesn't hit the right people at the right times, no matter how much work you pay off, sometimes it really is down to luck. Now there is a lot of strategy that goes into it. I will not discount that. That's been proven. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you really don't know why you're not growing, or you don't know why, yeah. you know, you're not getting engagement. Same thing mm-hmm. happens when you go viral and you have no idea why. Yeah, because one right? of your like you didn't put a lot of time into that reel or that TikTok. You didn't put a lot of time no. into that post. You just kind of threw it together because you needed something for that day. And then it was it just literally took me off. joking about
1: writing Marvel, Marvel fan fiction. Like that's like that's what it was. I, yeah. It, and, See, and, there and, you like, go. I've done I've done other posts like that, and they have not hit that content. Like yeah, it's, exactly. It's just it's it's a game. People like to blame the algorithm, which is absolutely true. The algorithm sucks sometimes, but yeah, it's, and it
0: changes a lot. Like it really very does, frequently. But it,
1: it's it's so freaky there's like i have no idea why i'm losing followers right now like I, I am not like posting anything that's controversial if anything i'm trying to promote my own book and i've lost yeah. like 300 followers like it's it's I don't know. it's such a weird there, there's no explanation to it like it's it just happens it's a, it's it's a part of life to happen
0: it's yeah, a part of social media a of life yeah exactly um and like i find that i mean backtracking One of my best performing reels, I think, was um, shortly after Encanto came out, and all the songs were trending. Um, The Elder Mm -hmm. Sister song, everybody loved it. I had it stuck in my head for weeks, but We Don't Talk About Bruno was like a huge thing. And I remember that song was stuck in my head, as it does. (laughs) Um, and it was stuck in my head and I had an idea for it and my cat was right there and I opened Instagram, I found the audio, I started filming and my cat was in it and that was like the first reel that I did and I posted it like right away. That was like, one of the first reels that I had that really, really took off. And at mm-hmm. the time, I think it was like 50,000 views or more nice. than that. But I mean, that's like, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. That's, like, that's like. Uh, like when you think about that many people all over the world mm. on their phones having access to mm-hmm. your face and your username and everything that's under you, like even if they don't take the time to click on your username and look at your profile, they're still seeing your face. Like, yeah, how cool is that? And my cat too, which I think he has something to do with it oh, because cute pets always, yeah, always. I always. use my t- I use my cat for clout, um, and I have no shame because he's my cat. But like. <laughs> I have no idea why. It just was – it was trending. It was funny. People liked it. Uh And it was trending – the reel itself was trending for, like, a month after I posted it. Like, it was still going. So – but also, reels that I've posted, like, a few months ago are only just now taking off. Like, they Mm -hmm. have maybe, like, a thousand plays, which is my average for a reel. Just over that Mm -hmm. is my average. But, like, two or three months after I posted it, then all of a sudden all a bunch of people start liking it. Yeah. And the – I mean, this is just a video algorithm. It's the same for TikTok. It's the same for YouTube. It's the same for yeah. YouTube Shorts. It's the same for Reels. It's the same for, um you know, Facebook's version of Reels. Like, the more people view it in a, a short amount of time, the more people that it gets pushed to. Like, the first five minutes of your post – Like, if there are not a lot of people that view it, I know this is true on TikTok, then TikTok isn't going to push it to a whole lot more people. But once quite a few more people get into it, you know, they share it to their story or they comment or they like it or they're just viewing it, then the algorithms of video platforms get the gist that more people like it, more people want to see it. So then they'll push Mm -hmm. it to more people. And so then it's a snowball effect. And so that's why some reels go viral and some don't. is because some people just like some reels of yours better than others. It's just a fact. Yeah. I mean, it's you can't do anything about it. So, yeah, I mean, this brings us into the next thing that I wanted to talk about. Big accounts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> big accounts. Um, I mentioned on... No, I didn't mention it on the last episode. I mentioned it on my Instagram stories the other day. I was like, this is going to be a fun one. I'm excited to talk about this. Um, and I won't I won't name drop I do not do that. I, I might be petty and I might be salty in my yeah. own head and to private friends yeah. and to close friends, but I do not blast people's names on the internet unless yeah. they are never and, going and to hear about like it. Like
1: we said <laughs> This is this is a podcast of our opinions, our experiences. This yeah. is not the same for everybody, but this is stuff that we have run into, things that we've thought about, thought about. So this is not we do not ever target anybody and we are not intending to
0: ever put anyone down. It's just stuff no. that
1: happens. Stuff that comes up.
0: Sorry. Yeah <laughs> so um no that's okay. That's a good disclaimer. Um yeah I mean I'm not gonna name drop at all if you ask me. I will not tell you. Um <laughs> but I feel like nobody talks about how a lot of big accounts, and I'm talking like 20,000 or 30,000 plus followers, some accounts that I see doing this have like 113K, like, you know, and over that. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot. But I feel like they do a lot of the same things on a regular basis. One, they post like complaints about not having engagement. And two, they post like surface level content that's not super valuable to their audience, which literally equals no engagement. Like, if your audience doesn't like what you're posting or if it's not anything that's, like, good for what Mm -hmm. they want to see, then nobody's going to comment on it. Obviously. That's Mm -hmm. a no-brainer. And everybody goes through that. I understand. I understand venting. I understand complaining. I do it myself Mm -hmm. when I get no engagement on a reel that I thought was really good or I worked really hard on. Like, the reel that I posted the other day of this one trending audio – I literally just recycled a trend that I saw a different writer grammar like, author use. And I, was, I credited them in my caption. I was like, this is inspired by. And it was literally just 10 seconds, five of which were just a bunch of different pictures put together, like an edit. And it was just like a random line from Book 2. And that got more views in like two days than Book two's trailer has in like two months. Hmm. And I'm I'm not salty about it. I'm really not because people want easily digestible content, short attention spans. You know, like that reel was ten seconds versus the trailer, which is like a minute. Like, yeah, that's totally fine. But they're like next to each other on my page because the trailer is pinned. And so when I just like swiped to the right to like look at the reels tab, I was like, oh, and I saw the view difference. I was like, mm-hmm. it was like one point three, and then versus like two point seven. I'm like, wow. But yeah. you know, it is what it is. My issue is when big accounts have this air of entitlement about them. That's just like I have this many. Like, why are why is nobody caring? Like, Reigram is changing. Like, nobody has time for this anymore. Like, blah, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, people have lives. First of all, this one around like this very specific issue went around like a month ago, I think. And I'm like, engagement is decreasing for everyone. You are not alone. Yeah. Like, you still get 10 comments on average on your post. Some people get zero. So just, it's, like, you're allowed to complain. I'm not discounting mm-hmm. that. You're allowed to vent. Everybody cannot be, feel hurt. You know, your feelings are your yeah. own. You do with them what you want. But I'm just, like, it's hard to feel bad for them when they have, like, five times the amount of followers that I wish I had. Like, I'm going to say salty about it. Nobody can stop me. Like... Yeah. <laughs> And those are, you know, those are your feelings. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's,
1: it's, I I also, I have a very unique perspective because I am a quote unquote big account depending on how, how much you look at it. Like, especially back when I started, I have over 11,000 followers. That is quite a bit more than some people do. Like being transparent, I did the exact same thing when I was smaller up until when I was under a thousand, it was every single hundred increment. I would ask. I'd be like, "Hey, help me reach, you know, five hundred. Help me reach seven hundred, um, and then up and up until a thousand. And then from about a thousand to two thousand, it was still the same thing. It was like, you know, help me reach two point seven. Help me reach two point three. And yeah. and so I'm not gonna lie. I did the exact same thing. And from my own personal experience, as soon as I hit ten thousand, I was like, I had I thought to myself, I was like. Oh my gosh. I am asking for more followers when I have 10,000 followers. Like yeah, that's when that's when it becomes exactly that's when it becomes a numbers game. Like you could you could think that you don't care about the numbers. I thought I didn't care about the numbers. But mm-hmm. every single time yep. I saw my follower count, I was like, "Oh, well, I just I just want to get to the next 100. I just want to get to the next 1,000." Right. Like and I was like, "I don't care about the numbers, but I just want to hit the next 100." Like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I was very much caring about the numbers. And and I you I it is, it's, it's we like, we've been there. Like we said earlier, everybody has started from zero. Everybody has started from zero, and yeah. everybody has had those phases of growth and all that stuff. And I'm not, and this is not saying that, you know, once you hit 10,000, you can't ask for followers. And I'm not saying you can't ask for followers. Like, you do what you want to do, babes. Like, that's, that's, that's it. But you have to understand then you're playing the numbers game then you're then you're getting obsessed with the numbers and that's where that's what you want to avoid especially when it comes to social media yeah. because it can have such a detrimental impact on your mental health even your physical health depending really, on yeah. how much how much mental health takes a toll on your physical health, it can be it can be damning sometimes to play the numbers game. That's why you see a lot of accounts turn off their their likes. Like you know, in the post, yep. you can't see how many likes a post has. I
0: have that turned off.
1: I haven't done that. I probably should do that. I just haven't because I'm lazy. But like, it's I understand the frustration of not getting engagement, but it's you cannot play the numbers game because there will there will there will always be a bigger number to shoot for there will always yeah, be better always. engagement to shoot for you're never going to if you focus solely on the numbers you're never going to be happy because there's always going to be more yep. and yep. i'm not saying i'm like i said i'm incredibly in, incredibly fortunate to have 11,000 followers but like i i had to stop thinking about the numbers and now i like now i don't i've brought it up obviously very much now because we're talking about it but I, I don't ask for followers anymore. I, I don't think I've complained about losing the 300 followers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's frustrating. I am frustrated, like, personally. But I still recognize the fact that I have more people than I would have ever thought following my account. Yeah. And I still do get engagement. Like, I, I think I average about 200 likes, maybe 100 likes a post. That's awesome. And, like, that's incredible for someone yeah. who started out, like, with two. And yeah, maybe exactly. ten, so it's just that's where it comes. You have to you have to wait. You have to be patient. It takes time for these things, like yeah, good things come exactly. with time.
0: Exactly. I um I mean like we're all allowed to feel human. We're all human. So like if you're in the numbers game, you do you. Like we're not going to tell you what to do. This is about sharing our opinions and sharing what's worked for us and you know giving you our opinions based on our experience. And we both have experience in this. And I can tell you that you will be happier if you stop focusing on numbers. I promise you. But at the same time, on the flip side of the coin, there's nothing wrong with focusing on numbers if that's what you want to do. But don't let anybody else pressure you into it. Like, Mm -hmm. if you want to post help cards, which is what they're called usually when you ask for followers, for other people to post, like, you do that. Like, you do what you want to do. Um, They're very common, and they work. They're really helpful. Um, But also, like, providing incentives to reach a certain follower account is also cool. Like saying that yep. you're going to do a giveaway at X amount of followers yeah. or you're going to do a contest at X amount of followers. I've done both of those things. Like S- So have I. Well, I haven't done a giveaway, but I have done contests. Yeah, like I, I did a contest when I hit 500. I did a contest when I hit 800 because I was like, wow, that's a lot. Even though it wasn't mm-hmm. like a thousand. I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, and I think I did a giveaway when I hit 2.5, which I think I've actually dipped below or maybe I'm a little bit higher. I can't remember. But I gave away three copies of my book. Yeah. Um, because I really wanted to just like bless the people. Um, yeah. And one person that won, like that entered the giveaway that won a copy already had a copy. And they gave it to another one of their friends. Like, how amazing nice. is that? Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, like, doing those things to be grateful for your followers and, like, regularly remind them, like, that you appreciate them being there. That can yeah. go a long way. A really long mm-hmm. way. Um, dipping my toes further into the controversy waters, and then we will oh, get to yes. some questions. Um, a Separate issue. <laughs> this <laughs> is where I'm going to become a little unhinged, you guys. I see oh. a lot of big accounts taking advantage of the younger ages of their audience members. Um, and let's be real. Things take time to grow the accounts, so if you just do the math, if you have a big account, chances are you are not 13 years old, unless you started when you were 8. Like, it's not rocket science. A lot of these big accounts are in their 20s, or over that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But, at the same time, these people are at very, very different points of their life. They have very different experiences. They grew up in different environments than a lot of people Mm do now, even like with our age, it's different, right? Yeah. Um, and I have to be really conscious of what I say sometimes on my account when it comes to my own opinions because I never know who's listening. Like I never mm-hmm. know the minors that are engaging with me and like 16-year-olds are more mature than 13-year-olds. Not by much, but they are. And yeah. I can say that with confidence. Maturity
1: comes with growth. You know, right. you mature as you grow. It's just a natural thing. That's not something new.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just not rocket science, people. And so – Anyway, my thing is, like, that these big accounts, I tend to see a trend of them taking advantage of their younger ages of their audience to post, like, blatantly problematic stuff, which is, like, one thing in entirety. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. take a lot to see or report or call people out on. That doesn't take a lot. It is hard when people have a lot of followers and Mm -hmm. they side on the quote-unquote Side of the problematic behavior, that's different. Yeah. You can't win all the time, so mm-hmm. don't go fighting battles that aren't yours. Sometimes you just have to unfollow and block somebody. But which I've done. Blocking is our best friend here. Blocking is our best friend. We love the block button. Um, or they just talk about certain things in books without specifying that it's just their opinion. Mm-hmm. And this community, right? There's there's not supposed to be shame. There's not supposed to be hate. There's not supposed to be disrespect. We celebrate our differences here, and that's what it's mm-hmm. supposed to be. Like, that's the good thing about having so many different people come together. They have different exactly. experiences, they have different backgrounds, they have different opinions. Now, <laughs> specifically <laughs> gotta, with Gotta books, clear our throats here. Specifically with books and posting stuff, a big thing in particular is, like, really polarizing tropes. And the first two that come to mind are enemies to lovers and pregnancy. And you're like, pregnancy is a trope in books? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I cannot count the amount of times I have seen a reel or, like, a TikTok, if it got posted to reels, praising enemies to lovers and just, like, bashing the pregnancy trope um, to the point of literally World War Three breaking out in the comment section about people having a different opinion. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to those, I will usually like the comments... Of the quote-unquote minority side um, because, like, they're just getting bashed out there. Like, they're brave enough to post their opinion on a, on a reel or a video that is not their own opinion, knowing <laughs> that most of the people who see that reel will not agree with them. So, props yeah. to you for commenting that. If that's you, if you like choosing, go ahead. I'll part to you. I can't do that. <laughs> I just don't follow and block. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's what I do. Um, yeah. But, like, we just started a writer grand politics series. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about word versus docs. We will talk about enemies to lovers in the future and probably mm-hmm. with other tropes. We might talk about the pregnancy trope. I have no idea, but I have very, very strong opinions on the pregnancy trope. Um, mm-hmm. And they are in favor. <laughs> Um, so if you want to unfollow me right now, go ahead. I don't care, but because I'm not going to hate on anybody who dislikes the pregnancy trope. Like, I'm not Mm going to do that to people. My issue is when people post those things without specifying that it's just their opinion or without being kind. Like, if they're just like, if you don't like such and such trope, get out, like unfollow me. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I will celebrate the differences. If people want to have a discussion with me about certain tropes in my comment sections, I will welcome it. Or my DMs. Like, if I can have yeah. the capacity to reply to you, I will. But, like, I see so many people defending enemy slivers, and I read mm-hmm. contemporary romance. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I do see a lot of romance trope things or people advertising their books. Um, mm-hmm. And I literally saw. A reel of somebody advertising their romance book, and somebody commented saying that a previous book of that author's had the pregnancy trope in it, and there were like ten or fifteen people replying to that comment, being like, "Oh my god, I'm never gonna buy this now." I'm like, mm. "Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that to someone?" I'm just like, "That's not cool." I'm. You can have your own opinions. My personal opinion is that the pregnancy trope, when it's used as a cop out to to cut. F- short the female characters most often the female main characters arc Mm -hmm. then I don't like it but that's not because she got pregnant it's because it's a poor decision it's because it's a poor character decision like I want her character to keep growing it is very very possible for women to continue leading lives once they get pregnant and have a child it (laughs) happens every single day (laughs) every single day this is how do you think this world has survived for this long like, it's <laughs> – come on, people. But when people are like, oh, my gosh, I hate babies in books. Like, I read To Escape the Real World, and I don't want to have to deal with any of this. I'm like, okay, but some people like it, so can you just
1: yes. not? There's there's nothing saying that you have to read that book. There's, right, exactly. There is nothing wrong with do not finishing a book. Oh, yeah, Like, if, oh, you, yeah. if totally. you're reading a book and you find out that there's a trope or something in there that you don't like – put it down. If, if you yeah. don't enjoy it, you're allowed to have your opinions on it. That's the point. Just people are also allowed to have different, different or disagreeing opinions. opinions exactly. You. Like, I, I've, I've heard, I've, I've seen it around a few times that it's kind of like stigmatized to, to like DNF a book. And I think that's the yeah. dumbest thing. Oh like, my gosh, yeah, so I've, dumb. I have in the last three months, I've DNF two books. One because it was boring, and the other one had a topic I did not like in it. It was it was it was not it was not a good thing. Um, <laughs> and I I have no qualms with putting down a book if it has something in there that I don't like, and like and like and that's it. End of story. I didn't like it. Yeah. But I put it down. Like that's it. Obviously, we are not talking about things that are like bad and hateful things. You know, like homophobic, racist, sexist, xenophobic, yeah, uh, misogynist, no, 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 no. all of that jazz. No, no, call things. that out call that out, do it, stay away from it, do it, we're talking about, like, you know, just, just opinions that do not affect the quality of somebody's life, or somebody's, like, somebody's personal life, do, don't be rude to people, don't be hateful to people, like, stuff like that, we're not, we're not talking about those types of things, we're talking about, like, you know, just differences of opinions, you know, love people, be nice to people, respect, basic human decency at the end of the day, so don't be, like, don't be jerks. That's it. That, that's what it boils down to. But typical, like, opinions, opinions on tropes, opinions on, you know, genres or styles of books, stuff like that, as long as it doesn't negatively affect, like, people, everybody's allowed to their own opinions. And that's, that's kind of the end of the story. And you are allowed to express those opinions. And you also don't have to express those opinions. Nobody says that you... Precisely. If you don't like something, you have to like you, you have to share it. Like like I said, I stopped the book. I didn't say that I stopped the book. I didn't say why I stopped the book. I just did. Yeah. That's it. In a story. Yeah, so exactly. you are you are allowed to voice your opinions. You're also allowed to you're allowed to defend your opinions. And yep. you are allowed to not say your opinions. Like it it doesn't matter. Just be nice to people. You think it would yeah. be easy. You're but sometimes people can't understand. So,
0: yeah, and like, especially my big issue with those kinds of things is that they're really impressionable people on the internet, even adults. Like, I'm not just talking about minors here, like, a lot of people are very impressionable. And yes, it's not your job to cater your content. You don't have to do this, like, you don't have to worry about what other people are thinking about you. For the most part, I don't. But I also remain respectful. Like, yeah. I don't present my views or my opinions as the only way to do things. Exactly. And that's where I have the issue with. Like, healthy disagreement is something that happens in life. You have to get used to it. You're going to encounter it all the time. Um, I see this a lot with, like, specific authors, too. Mm-hmm. And opinions that you have of the authors. I make my dislike <laughs> of Sarah J Moss pretty public. But I always follow it up like I mean if you've been around my account for any length of time you probably know this but like I always follow it up was telling people that it's just my opinion I tell them I don't judge moss readers you know at least not out loud I don't judge them um, and like I can't control what you read like I really can't so like who cares
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what I mean like someone came into my dms one time and it was a little while ago and they started ranting on how they couldn't believe i was a moss hater like literally in quotes <laughs> um they've been hiding this grudge from me for literally months i'm not even kidding um they like provided references to what i said and they were like i can't believe you'd say this like blah blah blah, blah and they exploded on me and and you know they were praising different things about her and how her books are in depth and her style is really good and i'm like why are you wasting your time Mm -hmm. why like everybody has different opinions if you think this one conversation with you is going to change my opinion of her like literally what like you don't have to agree with me but you don't have to call me a mass hater mass hater Mm -hmm. however you say your name you know like you know what i mean like i didn't reply at all i literally just blocked and deleted and i hardly told anybody about it because i was just laughing because um, was really funny. Um, <laughs> I texted screenshots of it to a few people, but other than that, I didn't talk about it. Like, I don't like Moss's writing style. I don't like her characters. I don't like the tropes. Mm-hmm. I don't even like fantasy as a genre to read. So mm-hmm. you can just discount me right from there. Um, yeah. I mean, she, then she depends on the genre because she's a traditional author who is very, very popular, and none of that is great. Mm-hmm. Like, n- not at all. But it limits yeah. things that she can do. Um, but it's, like, ingrained in writergram and a lot of fantasy readers in general to start with Sarah J Maas. She has mm-hmm. so many books out there. Like, I don't know how many, and it's probably not as much as Brandon Sanderson no or Stephen King, but it's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Or this one other guy that writes, like, really, really fast. Anyway, his name is not coming to me, but both of those. James Patterson? Yes, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure he also uses ghost writers. So Oopsies. yeah, I think he but, does. Uh,
0: um, but yeah, like Brandon Sanderson, um, Stephen King has oh, yeah. been around forever, and like, well, I think Brandon Sanderson's longest novel was like 200,000 words or something like that. Uh, um, Bran- Brandon
1: Sanderson blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, he's blows a really,
0: really good writer. If you guys want to start with fantasy esque or sci fi esque things, start with him. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. but like, just like fantasy readers, start with Sarah J. Maas. Like, romance readers start with Colleen Hoover. Mystery readers start with Agatha Christie. Dystopian readers start with Suzanne Collins. You wrote The Hunger Games. Like, it's not the end of the world if you don't like those authors. And out of the ones that I just listed, I really only like Agatha Christie and um, Suzanne Collins. Um, yeah. But it's it, it, Colleen Hoover. It, just literally just Google her and you'll find so many things. Um, especially with the recent attempted adaptation of one of her novels into a coloring book. Yeah. Um, but it's important not to shame people with other opinions no matter what side you're on like the other day I had a classmate and I saw calling Hoover book in her hand and she was reading it before class started and it mm-hmm. was one of the tamer ones so mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it ends with us it wasn't verity it wasn't um <laughs> it wasn't some crazy one that is really really popular it was I don't even remember the name of it it might have been September 9th mm-hmm. um anyway the point of the story is I didn't go up to that classmate and educate her On why Colleen Hoover shouldn't be as popular as she is. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I didn't go up to her and list all this problematic behavior. If she wants to read that author on that book, then she can't. Read responsibly. Like, look up the authors if you feel like like knowing stuff about them. And as far as I know, that book could have been a library book. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, she could have bought it secondhand, and she's not supporting Colleen Hoover by buying it. Maybe it's a friend's book that she borrowed. So I have Mm -hmm. no idea. So think... Don't be so quick to judge people. Don't be so quick to be a hater. All of this quote-unquote hater stuff that I'm doing, all this controversy stuff, I've held these opinions for a very long time, and I am not being disrespectful about it. This is not mm-hmm. being quick to bash people. Um, so, yeah, that's my, yeah. <laughs> that's my advice. That's, it's, it's, <laughs>
1: it's easy. At the end of the day, be respectful to others. You don't have to agree with them. You, you absolutely don't have to agree with them. Just be respectful. It, and at the same time, if you're somebody who holds a, an unpopular opinion, also be respectful. Like, yeah, exactly. you People don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to agree with everything. It's, it's at the end of the day. Be nice be understanding be it's it shouldn't be that hard but sometimes it is for some people so it's just you will get a lot of different experiences with meeting new people and you will also get a lot of different opinions and it's going to be something you have to learn to navigate to to either
0: like learn how to agree with or learn how to disagree with and how to do exactly
1: respectfully
0: exactly exactly Um, Yeah, so we asked you guys, we're getting to the fun point of the podcast now, we're nearing the tail end, we asked you guys what you wanted to hear about Writer Grant Basics, Um, you know, just stuff that you wanted to talk about, and I feel like we've already mentioned a lot of stuff, but um, Mm -hmm. MC Pending, I told you that I was gonna ask, I was gonna tell you guys about the goofy questions she asked, she says, and I quote, how do you become famous, unquote, how to make people read your book, unquote, how to kill your haters, parentheses, respectfully. parentheses, (laughs) parentheses, quote. <laughs> So I'm going to let Lonnie take these however she wants to um, answer these she may. Yeah. Um, so how to
1: become famous. Oof. Stroke of luck, baby. Stroke of luck. It's, it, we, this is something we have talked about quite frequently, so I won't go too much into it, but it comes with time. Put out content that you enjoy, because if you aren't enjoying the content that you're making, it's gonna make it hell to continue going on. Like there's a there's a difference. If you are making content that you don't enjoy, it makes it it makes it so hard. It it's yeah, I, I just don't know how to describe it. I've done it for a while. There was like themes that I don't like. And I was like, Well, I have to keep going because this like gets engagement. Excuse me, but fuck the engagement. If you're not having fun, nope. don't do it. Like You have to enjoy what you're doing, and eventually people will catch on. Your own excitement is contagious. Like, if I'm excited about my stuff, people will eventually also become excited about my stuff. Like, it just comes with time. It's And that's a sucky answer, and it's not one you want to hear. Everybody would love to be popular (laughs) overnight. But it just doesn't happen like that. Like, it it, it really doesn't. I wish it It does. does. So it you've become famous with time and your definition of famous could be different than other people's definition of famous. You could be famous because of the amount of followers you have, or you could be famous, quote unquote, to somebody because they like your book. Like, like there's accounts that I follow who, if you want to play the numbers game, have lower followers than I do, but I look up to them. Like, They are famous in my mind because they're cool and they do this thing that I enjoy. So your definition of famous could be different for everyone. I may not talk about it that much, but I adore MC's books. I honestly same. think I need to text her more about it. And I, me and MC, we engage a little bit, but like we don't talk as much as like maybe you and I. Well, nobody talks really as much as <laughs> you and I do. That's true. But like <laughs> I don't talk with MC all that much, but I adore her books. She has some yeah. of the coolest writing that I have ever seen. Like I just I finished Untamable. Her
0: style is so awesome.
1: Right. I finished Untamable over winter break, and I about lost my mind. Like, it was oh
0: incredible.
1: Gosh, yeah. So in my eyes, MC is famous to me, even though, like, you know, like, and there's different things.
0: Yeah, honestly, same. MC is a little celebrity in my brain. Even though you talked about, like, really, really deep stuff, um, she's still a celebrity <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> It's
1: so yeah, it's it's different. It's different for everybody. And then you'll eventually, one day, you'll get those DMs from or a comment from somebody being like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love your stuff. And I'm telling you, it is the best feeling in the world. But it just it, really it, is. Comes, it comes with it comes with time. That's yeah. it. You it, just it have to re- keep going. Yeah. You have to just, keep going. It, don't don't give up. Don't be discouraged if you like aren't getting the engagement that you want or aren't getting the follower numbers that you want. Because it's it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen quickly. It's not easy. No, I mean it, doesn't. it nothing easy. Like you have to work for it. Like it, that's that's just kind of it. Um, how to make people to read your book? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Marketing is a big part. That just comes with doing yeah. it, putting out consistent content, um, Tease about the it, content
0: like, not just in themes exactly. and tropes, but like actual lines that will that does a lot for people. Does a lot for me mm-hmm. as a reader. I would very much
1: encourage, you know, doing alpha readers, doing beta readers, getting people to edit. Sensitivity readers are a fantastic thing. Um, oh, yeah. Get people, get your work exposed, like expose your work to other people. And then you have a, a, a little tiny little fan base, obviously, if they enjoy yeah. it, if they don't enjoy it. But most of the time, <laughs> they don't enjoy it. But um, then you have like a little fan base where they can also go market your work. So getting- Yeah, exactly. When they like about it,
0: they talk about it. Especially with mm-hmm. arc readers, uh, advanced reader copies. When you're ready to publish, you basically send them an ebook, and then they mm-hmm. review it. But you also have to
1: come to understand that not everybody is going to like your book. Yeah. Like some people, like Ilaria talked about it. I'm also not a big fan of fantasy. Like it's very difficult for me to read fantasy books because I just me I just too. don't enjoy them, and that's not any, like, if somebody doesn't like your book, if they're being a jerk, then they're being a jerk. But if yeah, somebody sure. doesn't like your book, it's not necessarily a targeted attack. It's just like, no. you know, some people don't enjoy certain things. Like, yeah. like, I, there's not a ton of great examples, but not everybody is going to like your book. And you just kind of have to come to terms with that. You will find people who do. You just, you it's will. just, you can't you please everybody.
0: Yeah, so like, like, action books, quote unquote, are not like a super prevalent genre. But when I was marketing mm-hmm. my book, I marketed it to primarily people who like romance because there is just as much romance in my books as there is action and mystery and intrigue. I also marketed it to people who like action television-related things because that will bring in a lot of people. And people who like dystopian because yeah. they understand the fast-paced nature. They understand interesting scientific things because there's a lot of sci-fi elements to my story. Um mm-hmm. It's something that I don't talk about as much because it's not super prevalent right now in the series. It will become later. But, like, think about what you – just marketing advice. Think about what you like as a reader. Mm -hmm. If you – I assume you're part of your target audience if you're writing a book, like, in the genre. (laughs) So I assume you like other pieces in that genre. Um, So think about what gets you interested in books. Like, either of other indie authors, like how you discovered them, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you discover people from YouTube or thing, things like yeah. that. Like, think about your readers. Think about what they like. And then market your book like that. And if it doesn't work, try something else. You know? Like, it is a learning curve. Okay, so, mm-hmm. how get your haters respectfully, Lonnie? What do you advise? Uh, uh,
1: uh. Uh well I'm a uh, criminal justice major so I probably shouldn't be the one to answer that cuz yeah, I might you know the real answer. Be. So. Well no, don't kill <laughs> your haters. I mean like we just talked about not everybody is going to like your work and your target audience is not everybody. Like you have like you should have a target audience and it's not going to reach everybody. Would it be yeah. perfect if everybody always liked your stuff? Yes, but it's yeah, just kind it's of perfect not world. how it is. So we talked about it, it unfollow block like especially if they're being rude like like don't just i mean you are allowed you oh, can block anybody people. who is making you <laughs> uncomfortable like that's the end end line if they're making you uncomfortable you can block them and i encourage that you block them but yeah you just it, it's just a people people are not gonna like everything and it's it's a hard reality to come with but it's it's one you're gonna have to learn early yeah. so yeah. don't
0: kill your haters but if they're making you uncomfortable block them yeah. Nobody gives a shit. And I will say, I will say, like, if you can usually usually you can get the vibe with somebody just on the first thing that they say to you, whether it's in your mm-hmm. comments or your DMs or anything, right? Usually you can yeah. tell how a conversation might go and I cannot tell you enough. Trust your instincts. If you feel mm-hmm. like an argument with them, like if you feel like that's all it's gonna be is an argument, um, or they're going to be very entitled in the conversation, or if they feel, you know, you trust your instincts, or if they're just gonna never respond to you at all, and then you will have wasted your time and energy, like, trust your instincts, if you think it's not gonna go well, if you think they're just trolling, like, that's honestly a thing, um, just, if you like to remove hate comments and things like that, then do it, sometimes people engage with them in order to boost their engagement on their stuff, and that's totally fine with you, like, whatever you want to do, but, like, Take the appropriate course of action by trusting your instincts and don't get into things that you think will not be fruitful because, honestly, haters exist to hate. You haters gonna hate, as Taylor Swift says. Haters gonna hate. Ah, preach. Preach. Somebody asked a more logistical question, like, the best posting time. And I like that. Very targeted question. Very literal question. Um, And I'd have to say, just find what works best for you. Um, Just start experimenting. Test out different times, different strategies. Uh, to test engagement like ctas which are calls to action two very important pieces of advice for you on that front one don't worry too much about it because the good thing is is that you're posting um the most important step is to actually post in the first place and number two follow Brad johnson he's amazing (laughs) he's an instagram growth coach he probably won't ever listen to this podcast but i absolutely love his stuff um, his whole family, actually. I follow him and his wife. They just got married. I follow his mom and his dad. Like, they're all hilarious. I love everybody <laughs> in their family. Their dogs are so cute. Like, the Johnson <laughs> family, I love them so much. Sh- Shailene is her for, is her is his mom's name. She has a podcast. Um, she's hilarious. I love her. Um, but he knows what he's doing. He's smart, mm-hmm. and he's not going to post bad information. Like, I've been following him for... A long time, and I can really... Like, I trust him. Anything that he says. I know that he's not going to yeah. post bad information. He does He does research. He has teams of people to do research. He posts every day, multiple times a day sometimes. Literally just stalk his page for five minutes, and you'll be so grateful you will find so many things to learn and do. Um, while mm. I don't do everything he advises, like, I learn so much from him. And yeah. I don't do everything that he advises because... I'm just too lazy, and I haven't made the commitment yet. It's not because it's faulty info. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) trust me. Like, what he says goes, and there are very few people that I say that about on the internet. Very, very few people. But literally what he says goes. Um, He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to post bad information. Even if you Mm -hmm. just follow him for, like, a month or two, and you just, like, get a bunch of information. And then you start, like, that's my advice. That's my little – and I'm pretty sure his username is Brock and then the number 11, like Brock11, and then Johnson. Um, And I'm pretty sure that's easy to spell. So, yeah, just look him up. He's on YouTube too. And posting time in general, it's the same thing we've said over and over.
1: You got to do what works for you. Like, make sure you have a life outside of social media. And so, like, obviously a lot of people are in school or in work. So don't – like, you have to make sure that it works around you. Like I, I have built up a consistent posting schedule. And the only reason I post like one thing every single day is because I have, I have worked around my time to like, you know, make posts ahead of time to plan and make them. reels ahead of yep. time and plan them and, yeah, the and like thing. draft them and make sure it's out. And does it, does, and I, but I don't post at the same time every day. I post when I'm not in class or like right before class or something where I have time to do it. Yeah, so me too there are ways to look at like your engagement and the algorithm to find which are statistically the best posting time, but really work it around your life because you, you should have a life outside of social media as well. Like you need to make sure that you are outside touching grass,
0: (laughs) which is a, (laughs) which is a, which is a loaded (laughs) comment
1: sometime, but you know, (laughs) you, it should be a balance. You, it, it should be, I've had to learn how to balance it. It's a, it's a way it's just it's it's all it's all a balance that you have to
0: you you, you learn with time yeah and and, um as part of the question box i asked you guys what you wish you knew or what you wanted to tell other people you know because we have a platform to talk about it um and somebody Mm -hmm. said don't be scared to show your excitement and don't be shy about your thoughts and opinions and that goes with exactly what we've been talking about um, as long as you're respectful and as long as you're not being a hater, talk about what you like. Talk about your opinions. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to show your excitement. Like if you really, really love a book, talk about it. If you really, really love something that you like writing, talk about it. If you really like certain people that you follow, like talk about them.
1: it's 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 hard to've been we've been repeating ourselves this whole thing, but it's it's really not that difficult to do something you enjoy and do it respectfully. Like, you know, you get to choose what you want to do. And as long as you're not being rude or disrespectful to somebody, who cares do what you yeah, want Yeah, we're like, all here to have fun you know? exactly this is not something that's any type of competition that we're trying to put each other down to do like you know we're not no like we're here we're a community we're here to support each other and, and you know have friends and be excited for each other like when I see a new person even if I don't really follow someone super closely or uh, engage with them super much but I know that they just put out a book I feel so excited because that means somebody just put out yeah, a book exactly. or if they finished a draft or if they posted this cool thing or whatever like it's where it's it's supposed to be a community that supports each other and it's not a competition we're here to have fun and that's it just be nice like it's just be nice on the
0: internet that's all it boils down to be the good
1: on the internet be the good because there's a lot of bad
0: yeah truly truly um and like friends of your friends can become your friends yeah like mutuals and things like that um my parting words of advice and encouragement, um, and I've been full of advice on this episode. Wow. Um, <laughs> we both have. This is a long one. I've said advice like five times. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, my, final, my final words of advice, um, be firm in who you are and your boundaries. Be, don't be afraid to say what you mean mm-hmm. and to mean what you say. Be respectful, but don't be afraid to put your foot down. If you need to block somebody, block them. If you need to unfollow somebody, but you don't even know why, if you're just getting the ick about that person, that is totally valid. Like if just things that they've done or said just rub you the wrong way, and nobody else seems to notice their pattern of behavior, just silently unfollow them. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. Maybe if you talk to other people, then you realize that a lot of other people share that opinion. You know that mm-hmm. happened to me very recently with a pretty big influencer, and I've I've just I didn't feel right about following them. For a few weeks. And I finally just undid- I just finally unfollowed them. And I felt so much better. And, I mean, it goes with the same thing, like, with being respectful and stuff. You also have to be respectful of other people who Mm -hmm. might not follow you. Like, people who are mutuals, or they do know you, or they engage with your account on a a somewhat regular basis. Or even just, Mm -hmm. you know, every once in a while. Maybe they see your reel or their post- um, on somebody else's story right like yeah you can't be frustrated with people if they don't choose to spend their time on the internet following you mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people have had that attitude with me and I'm like I'm sorry I can't follow a lot of people I have a life mm-hmm. outside of Instagram and when I am on Instagram I want to cherish my time on here I want to make mm-hmm. good use of my time I am not I've several several months ago I did a, you know, a following cleanse and I I do it pretty regularly. Like I go through my my list and I'm like, I don't really engage with them anymore or we've just, you know, not been talking as much and there's no hard feelings about unfollowing. And that just yeah. is what it is. There are seasons of life and there are seasons of who you talk to. And yeah, you know, that's about it. Yeah. So we we want to encourage,
1: if you are interested in getting involved in a community of writers, join Writergram, but also make sure, take care of yourself back to the internet safety that the first half of this podcast, which I almost totally forgot that we did because I was so involved (laughs) in this last part, but... Protect yourself, make sure that you're not sharing personal information. We especially if you're a minor, you need to know how to protect yourself. Go to a trusted adult, go to somebody who knows yep. what they're doing. And and don't just don't just text somebody who has a big account on Instagram and be like, hey, how do I be safe on the internet? Because that's not a great way to do it. Go yeah, to, no. if you have to go to the internet, go to the internet to just look up basic internet safety. But yeah. go to an adult you can trust or a guardian you can trust or somebody. Just be safe. Because we would love, uh, ridergram is a great place, but you have to be safe about yourself. You have to protect yourself. You so, really do. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. We'll wrap this up, but anything you're currently working on?
0: Um, this podcast will release March seventeenth, which is getting closer oh, yeah. and closer to book two release date. Oh my gosh! <gasps> Yay. Um, I'm so 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 excited, you guys. This today when this is releasing, it'll, it's the end of our spring break. Um, and actually, when this episode releases, we will have met each other for the first time in person, <gasps> and I am yes. so excited about it. Anyway, um, but yeah, book two is book two is chugging along. It's like it will actually be just under a month. Oh my goodness! Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about sharing it, and literally, yeah. that's all my life is right now is that and finals, and I graduate in like a month. So yeah, hell yeah, that's that's basically it. And yep. Tadib is coming along. It's clumsy. yes ma'am uh,
1: it'll be it'll be with beta rea- readers for a while unless they finish up early um, but we uh, I may be potentially in the works of trying to figure out a cover so Yay! I'm very excited about that. And yeah, otherwise there's no real moods I'll be editing these most likely. So that's kind of all I'm, it's all I'm kind of doing. Yeah. If, um, if I'm lucky, I'll be uh, working on some of the new mystery whip that'll be coming up as well, just for some basic writing. Cause I need yeah, to give a, that. like a little bit of a break, but, uh, but yeah, that'll be coming out this summer, which is also getting closer than I thought. And I'm not, that's scary. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, very. Anyway,
1: thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we are... Yeah, we had fun. ...for the listening. I had fun. That was exciting. Yes,
0: that was a good one. We will
1: see you guys next episode. Yay! Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can give us a follow over on Twitter at B-N-H-D, the book's pod, behind without the vowels, for live updates and contact with us. And you can rate and
0: review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you want to support me on Instagram, you can find me at LarissaGault.Author and my books and links at www.LarissaGaultAuthor.com.
1: And you can find me on Instagram at LJ underscore with two
0: S's. This podcast is hosted by Larissa Galt
1: and LJ Elizabeth edited by LJ Elizabeth
0: with music by Larissa Galt.
1: Logo is designed by Susan Markloff.